But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 You know where I got that from, right? Where? The fucking NFL, when they're introducing the defensive and offensive line, they'd be like, yes, yes Marcus Houston, the Ohio State. I'd be like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 so I thought it was annoying and bananas is annoying. All right, all right, let's go. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to say, I want an epic intro at least once. Me too. Wait, really? did you guys see the other day? Someone said I was their favorite favorite host. I was like, oh my well, God. Well, yeah, I've definitely town. seen that. That person definitely smokes crack in their spare time. So <laughs> good job with that. Yeah, they said I was the second best host. I see? almost unfollowed they them smoke for that. Crack and no, you're not. You're the most well-known host. We all know you're the captain of this motherfucking ship. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, I, I almost unfollowed them, but they did say that I beat both you and, uh, and Antonio, so I should be happy with that. You know so. why? Because y'all are whack asses. Whack ass. You're a whack ass. <laughs> You're a whack ass. Oh, so 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 okay. What's really good, posters? Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am. MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky Veto and Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender. <laughs> that, <was a> <laughs> <laughs> that was even funnier the second time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck that. Yo, fuck that. We're going to jump right into it. <laughs> we just wanted to thank you guys for sticking with us all through the season, and we're going to have some time before the next season of the challenge come out. So we decided we're going to go ahead and throw it back. Start going over some of the older seasons. So we decided that we're going to go with The Island. And The Island is nothing like the seasons before the challenge. The Island cast are the real world and road rules and fresh meat challenge. This season features the contestants stranded on the island. Now this season, the cast was in a big house or a huge mansion, and they were forced to improvise and work for the basic necessities of food and shelter. This happened during peak survivor time. And I guess Bunham and Murray and MTV decided to <laughs> decided to steal a good idea. And trust me, they're not the first. <laughs> they hopped on a good idea, and they're going to make the challenge a lot more survivor-like. Nothing like the previous seasons. There's no teams. Everybody has to form their own alliance. 20 cast members, four winners. Let's get into it. Since this season is a little bit older, we know that you guys aren't 100% familiar with all of the cast. So we're going to give you guys a brief bio so you guys know exactly who we're dealing with this season. Ladies, kick it off. First, out of real world Sydney, we have Ashley. And she's coming in for her rookie season. And she is known for having a former flame with Dunbar. And don't forget, she's also coming in with three other people from real world Sydney. Yes, she is. So hopefully that turns into an alliance. And then next we have... So then next we have Cole. Is it Cooley then? Yes. Coolo. Okay. 
not prepared to pronounce these names. Okay, so next we have Cooley, and it's her second season. She's originally from um, the real world Denver, and she's known for having the kissing disease on her season of the real world, and she is the self-declared camp counselor on the challenges. <laughs> All right. And then we also have Evelyn, who came from Fresh Meat. Um, this is her fourth season. She's won one out of the two final appearances that she's made. She won on the Inferno 3, and then she was robbed in the Gauntlet 3. Yep, that was a uh, big easy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> Jang, show me a soda. Okay, that's fine. Tell me what kind you like. Um, right. And she was not nom- She was no. One of the fun facts about her is that she was not nominated for the Inferno at all. And she was also known for being one of the best during that season. But she's also known for the weak social game that she carries. Absolutely 100% positive. Evelyn is a beast, but not everybody likes her. Exactly. And uh, she can get emotional at times as well. And then we also have Jen. And she also came from the real world Denver for her second season. Yes. And then um, Johanna. This is her third season. And she's had one final appearance, um, which she actually won, which is on the Gauntlet 3. Which and... also was big easy. She was on that weak team. And a lot of people got robbed. And yeah, the Gauntlet 3 rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, yeah, a lot won, of people so on the season were on Gauntlet 3. She yes. did benefit. She absolutely benefited from the flop. Um, yeah. And then she's coming into this season freshly single. And we all know her ex very well. Wes. Yeah. Okay. What? What did you say? Ginji. Ginji. Oh. I thought Ginji. Insert cook is here. Blah, blah, blah. Most definitely. All right. All right. That's definitely a dope lineup. Becky, who's the rest of the girls? We have Kellyanne, also from Real from Real World Key West. This is her fourth season, and she's had two final appearances, the Inferno 3 and the Gauntlet 3. She has issues with alliances, newly single, and she want, and she's roommates with Ryan. We have Rachel coming in from Road Rules Campus Crawl. This is her fifth season. She won one of her two final appearances. She ended up winning the Gauntlet, appeared in the Inferno 2 final, and finally back after five seasons. Next up, we have Robin. From Real World San Diego, this is her sixth season. She has never won, but she's at least had two final appearances, The Gauntlet 2 and 3. She's got a big temper and is in an on-and-off relationship with Mark Long. And next is Tanya from The Real World Chicago. This is her seventh season. She's won one of her two final appearances. She's newly married and struggles to stay strong and not to fall victim of different personalities in the house. All right, so for the guys, we got Abram. He's from Road Rules South Pacific. This is his sixth season. He's been to three finals, winning two of them, the Inferno and the Inferno 3. He also appeared in the Inferno 2 final. Guess the Inferno is just really his fucking thing. Uh, you guys are going to know him from the, from, the, uh, from the shower scene with Veronica and Rachel and beating the shit out of Adam on road rules. Uh, he's also known to have quite a temper. Next up, we got Kohada, also from Real World Sydney. He's in his rookie year. Used to be uh, Kellyanne's boyfriend. Then we got Dan from Road Rules. Viewer's Revenge. He's a rookie. Just finishing up being in the Marine Corps. Working on being a comedian. 
Something tells me he's going to provide a lot of laughs. Then we got Dave from Real World Hollywood. This is also his first season. And of course, we got Derek Kaczynski, a.k.a. D, from Road Rules Extreme. This is going to be his seventh season. He has two final appearances and winning the Inferno 3. So he's recently been married and he got a baby on the way. All right, Bananas, who else we got? All right, so next we got Dunbar. He's a rookie from Real World Sydney. He has a little flirtation with Ashley on his, uh, on his season. And um, he's also known for uh, pulling a knife out of his back pocket while he was drunk, you know, because why the fuck not? You know what? That was a real scary scene. And I remember watching that thinking, like, yo, when is the Challenge Gods going to actually get in there and do something before he fucking goes crazy? Well, why not bring him on the island? Yeah, exactly. Fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we got uh, my guy, Johnny Bananas. You know, at this time, it's his fourth season. He has uh, one final appearance, which is the Inferno 3. And, you know, he's back with his main guy, Kenny, you know, hopefully winning another season. Now we have Mr. Beautiful himself, Kenny. He's from Fresh Me. It's his fifth season. You know, he's won one of his three final appearances. Um, Fresh Me and Golden 3, he lost, and he won the Inferno 3. And next we have Ryan. He's from Fresh Me. It's his third season. Hasn't won a final, hasn't been to a final. And, you know, right now he's roommate to Paula. Next we have Tyree. Also, just like Ryan, it's his third season. No finals, no wins, and pretty much it. Tyree is definitely one of those people who's here for a good time. Not a long time. Toasty! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the episode. First off, we got a very diverse cast, and this cast is stacked for the challenge legends and future legends. Let's break it down. Who are the good guys and who's the bad guys this season? I would say Abram's a good guy at this time. I would agree. Uh, he, he's known for being really, really crazy, but I, I think people know him, you know, to have a good heart. Yeah. Well, if you see later in the season, I mean, what happens, you can see how like, he's well-liked by the rest of his cast members. Exactly. All right. Um, Kahada. Definitely a good guy. Yeah, I agree. Good. He's a good guy, yeah. Yeah. Dan. He's a good guy, but he's a fucking alcoholic. Exactly. I think he's a, I think he's a bad guy. <laughs> Why really? is he a bad guy? I don't know. I just feel like he is. He's a rookie. Yeah, but I don't know. Something about him. I don't know. Okay. Oh, God. All right. I, I really don't know. He's got one of the uh, bad guy faces. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't like your face. Dave. Uh, definitely a bad guy. He was a tool on the real world. Yes. Yeah. He looks I like agree. one, too. Eric. Uh, he, he is a good guy, but this season, he mm. definitely plays it down the middle. Well, yeah, the season, we're talking about before so. the season. Yeah, first impression of the season. He's been playing it down the middle. That's his thing. I mean, if you look at his alliance, I mean, he has to be on the bad guy side, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does what he does to make sure he gets a win. I mean, even though he's, even though he doesn't feel great about it, he's, he's got a the, baby on the way. Yeah, I, I, I'm not knocking it. Bad guys win a lot. He's the best guy on the bad guy squad. Put it that way. That's, that's a good that's way easy. to put it. Yeah, that that's like. <laughs> Okay, oh my god, cut cool. that out, please. Cut that's out, please. So oh my god, do not so put that in there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know right. you won't put it in there because you're not that crazy, yeah, but oh no. my god. <laughs> oh man, didn't get in a lot of trouble for saying some shit like that. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna cut that. 
right. Dunbar. Um, he's a dope, but he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He just done some bad things. <laughs> <laughs> he's just dumb. Like we yeah, have to look at before the dog. season, though. Before the season, just basically a uh, real world season, because we can't really base off what happens after. Yes, exactly. Dope. That's what I've always seen him as. It's a dopey dog. He's cute in his own little way. <laughs> <laughs> well, dopey dogs are very adorable, but they're still dopey yeah. dogs. And they still put knives in their back pockets, so. Yeah. He can protect us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Everyone's favorite villain, Johnny Bananas. You know what? He's he wasn't a bad guy. He Who's wasn't that just like, um, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. I think the whole like mob was um, on the villain side the whole entire time. It doesn't mean that they all have to be bad, though. They just are friendly with each other. I mean, this season is peak unlikability for Bananas. That is correct. I disagree. What? I mean, I mean out, outside of him taking the money from Sarah. Penny Stantucci. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a total bad guy. He's right. always been a bad guy. He's the same with bananas, I feel like. They're good guys, but on a bad guy squad. No. <laughs> no. Have you seen no. him when He's he was on guy. Fresh Meat? Like, he was a dick He's... on Fresh Meat. I mean, he was a dick. Yeah, I guess. The... I mean, <laughs> everyone's a dick in their own way, aren't they? The only time he wasn't a dick was on, like, The Duel. And that's because yeah. he didn't stick around long enough to be that big of a dick. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I pretty early in The Duel. When I met him on Fresh Meat, when I saw him on Fresh Meat, I was like, wow, this guy's a big-ass tool. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Um, Ryan. He's a good guy, but he's annoying as shit. Honestly, I don't remember him enough where I can choose. Same. No. This is his third season, but I think he got bounced out pretty early on his other seasons. Yeah, he uh, was on Fresh Meat 1. With who's one his partner of, Fresh Meat? I, I want to say Melinda. Uh, well, Linda, think, they got bounced out second. He did have a season where he did go a, a decent amount. Uh, yeah, Gauntlet 3, he did pretty okay. Made it seven episodes. Okay. I think All he's right. an okay guy. I mean, he's not a strong player, but yeah. he, he kind of just, he floated. He was just yeah. there to make out with the girls and be funny. True. All right, next we got Tyree. Oh, my God. That guy is a tool bag. <laughs> I feel like there's more... Ed- um, like idiots this season than like good or bad guys. I don't think he's good or bad. Tyree, he's I, never I, been I, around long enough to know. No, I mean, so, so check this out. I heard an interesting rumor, and I'm not 100% sure if this is true. So, the rumor I heard is that Abe and Kenny were stealing food from the challenge gods. During and the season? When Abe, yes, during the season. And when Abe went home, Kenny and Johnny were stealing food. And they ended up getting caught. And they only got a fine. But I heard it was hefty. I heard it was something like a $1,500 fine. Like, they ended up stealing a whole cooler, like, full of food and brownies and bagels and shit. I mean, do you blame them? Look look at the position they're in. I do not blame them. But doesn't it count as cheating? Well, no. No. I mean, look, even Cara said it on the, when she was on our podcast, the best food she ever got was the food production gave her. So, I mean, why not steal from them? Yeah, something tells me the food on the island is going to be trash. Oh, I mean, they were stuck with rice, fish, and boiled chicken. 
with Ooh. no salt, pepper, sauces. I'm like, are you kidding me? So like, probably like three days. I in. would steal everything and hide it. I'm like, why the fuck not? I mean, I, I, I just, I'm trying to live on the island. I want to win too, you know. I would have nah, gone home. I, I would have gone straight home. I probably would have eaten I'm a cast. I'm such a diva about my food. We <laughs> <laughs> did have, have toilet paper in the beginning. Like, I would be mad pissed off in more ways than one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, they didn't have toilet paper. That's so rude. Have an ocean. Insert crickets. Yeah. You. At that point, you got to do the aqua dump. (laughs) (laughs) Those poor fishies. (laughs) All right. So, Cooley. Uh, I don't even have an opinion on her. Same. I don't remember her at all. (laughs) You're (laughs) Uh, But Evelyn. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it depends which way you look at it. Exactly. If she you has been look, both. Depends right. on the day. If you call the mob villains, then you call Evelyn a hero. If you call Evelyn, if you call the mob a hero, then you call Evelyn a villain. I would say it's vice versa with them too. I, I, I liked Evelyn a lot, but she was very unlikable for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved Evelyn. She didn't take any shit. I'm gonna go with good guy. And sometimes to sometimes to be on the right of good, you gotta do some bad. So I'm gonna go with good guy. Do you think that she was more of a good guy? She just got on my damn nerves. But exactly. yeah, self righteousness is just like, ah, oh, calm down with that. So we're gonna go ahead and continue and move forward with Jen. Ah, uh, good, good guy. Yeah. But anyway, I, Johanna, who in my opinion is a good guy. Good guy. Well, yeah, de- yeah, definitely a good guy. She's good now that she's with Wes's ex. Oh, God, she was fine as Wes's <laughs> girlfriend. You're such a hater. <laughs> You're such a wow, hater. exactly. And honestly, in that relationship, everybody felt terrible for her because their whole relationship was shit. It was. Preach. Kelly Ann. Uh, definitely good guy. Yeah, good. Annoying. At this point, I don't know her, and she got on my nerves. Yes, exactly. She's annoying. She got on my nerves on her on her season. She got yeah, annoying on this on? episode. So let's just be honest. She's annoying. It doesn't Man, mean sure she's a bad annoying. person. She's just annoying. True. But anyway, so I mean, I would say good guy at this point, being that I don't really know her, but she just gets on my nerves, similar to Evelyn. And yeah. okay, so we're gonna go ahead and jump to Paula Walnuts. Who oh my man. Opinion. Paula's a good girl that likes bad boys. She's a good one, but she runs with the bad crew. So you calling the mob a bad crew? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do anything to win, and if that means screwing somebody over, they'll do it. They don't care. A little ironic, but yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next is Rachel. Good one. She's a mean girl. Yeah, she's, she's mean. She's yeah. Mean, she's mean girls. What do you mean she's good? You're watching the wrong show, my friend. No, I, f- I fuck with Rachel. It's not who you <laughs> like. It's how they appear on the show. I'm not saying that I don't fuck with Rachel. I love Rachel. I thought if she was a badass. I will call Johnny Bonanza the face of the century. You said the villain. Me and Malik she- like the mean ones. Right? I mean, I like her, but she's, well, she's a bad one. She's a villain. Am I right or wrong? She's a villain. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Bad girl. Damn. Wow. For the first time, me and Becky agree on something. 
oh yeah, don't ever count on this ever happening again. <laughs> anyway, Robin. Oh, bad girl. That's a bad girl. Oh, she's crazy, but she's not bad. I think <laughs> she's just. I think she's just loco. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, not nah, she's, she's misunderstood. <laughs> she's a bad guy. <laughs> to say the least. Tanya. The same category as Dunbar. Dope. No, she's yeah. she's a villain. Yeah. Like she'll yeah. cut she, you while you're yeah. sleeping. She's definitely a bad one. I she's mean unpredictable. This was was this before no, this was after she took who was it, Beth clothes and put it into the pool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cast of the island. Truly, truly stacked. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. One of the first things that happened after TJ brings them all in on the boat and explains to them the rules is Tanya immediately starts freaking out. I can't stand Kenny. I never have. I feel like he's disrespectful to women. I feel like... He's very selfish. Go take some medication or something. I'm bored out of my mind here. So it's like, it's strictly for entertainment reasons why I do and say anything I say here. No, Tanya, you're a retard. You're not catching the you conversation every whatsoever. every woman a retard. Every but day. But you're the biggest retard, for sure. Thanks. By far. I'm the retard that just washed your dishes. And Nobody asked you to do it. And I don't want to hear it. I'm asked. Okay, no. don't call don't me worry, a retard. My mother tells me. Do you ever She's talking about she wants to go home and she's obviously having a panic attack. Now, it wasn't until a couple years later we found out that the challenge gods has taken Tanya's medicine away. Because I guess she takes specific medications to help combat anxiety and these high-pressure situations, which she has shown time and time again that she's not good at. You can tell by her behavior. It is great TV, but probably not good mentally. So let me ask you guys, fair or foul, was it okay for the challenge gods to take her medication before the island started? I guess it depends on the medication and how long she's been taking it for and the seriousness of it. Yeah, I don't think we know exactly what medication it was. What about you, ladies? It could be a liability, honestly, if she Absolutely. had the medication and mixing it with alcohol or, you know, any of the sort. So, I mean, it's kind of how they took it from her because she needs it. But at the same time, I completely understand why. So, I don't know. Maybe they should have, like, held it somewhere. So, if she needed it, she could have went to get it from a producer or somebody. But I don't know. MTV used to play it fast and loose back in the day. Yeah, exactly. But still. It's but, super foul. It's but super she's, foul. She's been on, like, what, six other seasons before this? Did they take it away, the six prior ones, too? Or was it just this one? Or was she just on it for this season? We don't know for sure. Yeah, I'm but... not 100% sure. Oh, okay. I mean, this is, this is something I have seen in real life. People with anxiety need this medication. They lose their shit if they don't take it. So it's honestly, as uh, Vero said, it is a liability because she could literally have a meltdown. Now, great TV, but not not the right thing to do to her. They they did her dirty on that. They Absolutely. knew that they would get a better reaction from her off of her meds. 
Well, and that's look at up. that time. At that time, MTV was looking just for ratings. I mean, they're copying Survivor. So, I mean, they were doing anything just to get the edge off them. That's a good point. I mean, they're always looking for ratings, but there's always got to oh, be a line. That, that, you can't that time cross. more than ever. Well, I mean, it's just you got to know not to cross that line. Like, if I need heart medication, are you going to take my heart medication away? It's just as important to have that. And honestly, if you take medication away from somebody who's been taking it regularly, it can cause really bad side effects. So I think production did hurt dirty. So I think we're all in agreement that MTV was way out of bounds on this one. So let's move into some of these social interactions. The next one we're going to see is going to be Kenny and Johanna. Now, Johanna had a very whirlwind romance with Wes. And right before the island, they broke off the engagement. Since the gauntlet three, Wes and I broke up. I already Johanna, go the element! Kenny and I have been friends for a long time, and um, now I'm single, and he's single, so. He's just so cute. Basically, I think Wes is a piece of and I hate the guy. If she wants it, come walk on the sun, darling. And she immediately starts hooking up with Kenny. Good for her. You just hate Wes. Stop hating on Wes. He's not even on this season. All right. So so check this out. So before the season started, I can't remember Wes and Kenny get into any kind of conflict. So... I noticed on the first season in a confessional that Kenny was just like, oh, I hate Wes. Do you think Johanna was uh, going out of her way, you know, to get at Wes by hooking up with Kenny? Or was it just that she liked him? It was the breakup was like just right then and there. And it was like just fresh for being single. I think it was just for to get a rise out of Wes and just for the vote. Because, I mean, why do it right away, you know? And why do the person your ex hates? Listen, I'm looking at this just in general. Kenny is a charismatic, fun kind of guy to be around. And that is and something that, handsome. And he's a very handsome man. So I honestly think that they're on an island. She's single. He's around. He's funny. He's getting her attention. So why not take some time? I don't think she was really focused on Wes at that point that she was single. And it's also helping her in the long run because he will try and protect her because why not protect your makeup buddy? I'm inclined to agree with you. I think more than one thing can be true. I think she knew that hooking up with Kenny was going to get her a spot on that boat, was going to keep her safe throughout most of the game. And all reality is not a bad guy to look at, Mr. Beautiful himself. So more than one thing could definitely be true. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> At this point in the show, everybody's voicing their concerns about no electricity, scarce food and water, outdoor toilets, bugs. The only thing they have to eat is, you know, a gang of rice, fish, boiled chicken, and everybody's already starting to argue about the coconuts and rations. Everybody in the island's getting a little crazy. I hate it. This is miserable. It's hot. Hungry. Miserable. Food is sparse. I haven't really eaten. I don't really know what I'm going to eat. And Kenny points it out, he should just let these idiots make dumb decisions because it's only going to make them react more crazily as the season goes on. So at this point, in the middle of all of this bitching, TJ arrives to give them some info about what they need to do to win this game. Everyone is going to need a key to the treasure chest on the island 
and they got to get on a boat to get into this island. There's only going to be eight keys and only four people to a boat. To stay in the game, everybody is going to have to do a face-off, a three-person elimination, and whoever wins gets a key. The remaining cast members are going to have to plead the case to the rest of the group, and the group will have a public vote for who remains. The person who remains gets a key. The person who doesn't gets sent home. And these are the rules of the island. One more thing. Make sure that you always got an eye on the horizon because the U.S. Army is going to be doing airdrops. These airdrops are going to contain vital supplies for your life on the beach, as well as containing building materials so you can build your two boats. The whole cast gets together for deliberation. Banana wants to know who wants to volunteer, and Abram volunteers off top, and Kenny follows them. They want to get a girl inside the elimination so they can start picking off the weaker enemies. So the only girls on the block right now is Tanya, Ashley, and Kellyanne. So the vote goes 10 for Tanya, 6 for Ashley, 4 for Kellyanne. At this point, we're starting to see an alliance of Johnny, Derek, Dunbar, and Kenny teaming up on the guy's side. Tanya doesn't have a whole lot of confidence going in, but she gets her shit together. Let's go ahead and let's get into this elimination. You know, it's really weird how they got this season because there's no challenges. There are no teams. In fact, there aren't even any challenges. And since there's no dailies, these eliminations kind of work as the challenge. All right. Well, that makes it easier. If you're popular, nobody's going to vote you off. All right. So the elimination today is called Leaning Tower. So basically what everybody has to do is they have 12 pegs that they have to swim to and retrieve, then climb up a telephone pole, and then, of course, screw in these pegs, and then the first one that gets to the bell and rings it wins. So basically, the big prize for winning this is apparently a Zoom media player. Now, (laughs) let's talk about what time we are in currently. Exactly. You know, my what mom year would never buy me one of those. Fucking Zoom. Who wants a Zoom? Why would you I want wanted a... one? And 2008 so Zooms were cool. Yes. Great, yeah. great technology, whoever the fuck made that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So... I, wonder, I wonder why they don't do that anymore. How come nobody really gets prizes like that anymore? Because look at the cash prize at the end. They're like three times the price. That's a good point. Theo didn't even win one, and he's like halfway through the highest cash. He's cash top prizes. fifteen. Jesus. Yeah, and who was out? Who else? Uh, Susie. Susie won the most because she won a heck of a lot of eliminations when she was during her seasons. She was like, "Who wins the most money? Me. Who doesn't work out a day?" <laughs> Susie was a bad guy too. Oh, she was such a bad guy, and she reveled in it. She loved it. Every time you guys say bad guy, I have a song, Bad Guy by Billy Eilish, stuck in my head. Who the fuck is Billy Eilish? Yeah, who is that? Yeah, you guys don't know that song? What? I'll play it right now. So. I'll play it. Can you insert it here, Malik? <laughs> I'll play it right now. <laughs> What's the name of the song? This one. Bad Guy. Why do you have that song on deck? So, I, Apple Music. <laughs> This is not my kind of music. It's not mine it's, either. My friends it's emo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to rave, but I, I don't do that anymore because I'm 30. So You're 30? 34. You know what I mean. Okay.
yo, get that song the fuck up out of here. Get that song the fuck up out of here. All the way the fuck up out of here. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back to this lemonade. Okay, so Tanya gets stuck on the first peg and she can't get it out. Um, she starts panicking, getting really emotional because she can't get it out. She's frustrated. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abe ends up winning this one um, by one above Kenny. So it comes down to the very end, but Abe pulls it out with seconds to spare. And so Abe gets the key. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So when it gets down to the public vote, everybody gets a vote except for Abe, who will be the tiebreaker in case it does come down to a tie. At this point, everybody got to plead their case. Tanya decides to plead that she's not a threat and that Kenny is going to be tough and that you should bring her along because she most likely won't be taking you guys a spot on a boat. I'm not really a threat, so the likelihood of me getting a key is slim to none. Um, very unorthodox way to plead for your, you know, for a reason to stay is that you're so weak you can never be a threat to them. So now in this elimination, it's Kenny's turn to plead his case. Kenny pleads that he made the mistake of allowing a weak person to the final before. He said that Paula, him, and Robin all learned the hard way. And of course, they're alluding to the Gauntlet 3, where they let Big Easy sweet talk him and to participate in the final, and he ruined it for them. Your favorite person? Eh, not a big fan. I just like to say, we've made this mistake once before. Paula learned the hard way, I learned the hard way, Robin learned the hard way, and we left a weak player on our team. Yeah, water. Water. Sit down! Let him sit down! Okay, he lets the rest of the group know that they're going to want a strong person on the raft. Now, Kenny isn't the most likable at this point, so he's not at all, he's not 100% too confident in his vote. And he shouldn't be. He does have enemies out there. At this point, Tanya thinks the men want all of the women off, which she is right. And unfortunately, it doesn't go her way. Everybody votes for Tanya, except for Jen who really gave a dope plea, who said that she loves it, would never vote for her. She, she even cries beautifully. Everybody voted for Tanya, except for Jen, Ryan, and Derek. I was shocked Derek didn't vote for Kenny. I was a little shocked, too. I think she definitely got the sympathy on that one. And at this point, I don't think Derek is 100% locked in to, yeah. the, you know, to the Johnny-Kenny alliance. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, wait a minute. I had to put the timelines together. As I was watching, like, wait a minute. Is he part of um, J.E.K. yet? Is he part of the mob yet? I'm like, you know what? Probably you not. Know, he, so I'm like, you know he, what? He was, always, he was always on the outside of it a little bit, even though he was yeah. cool with those guys and participated. He always played his own game, but if they were running the house too much, he knew what side he had to get on. Yeah, and he openly states he was the fourth man of, the, of that squad. Not He wasn't part of the big three. He's definitely the equivalent of, you know, the sixth man in basketball or the twelfth man in football. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I am amazing. Oh my. <laughs> God. All right. So, so Tanya's heading home. Dan notices a mood change in the house. Everything gets real when somebody gets sent home, and everybody knows that they're not going to be here forever. Tanya considers quitting challenges for good. She has a happy life and a simple life back home in Nebraska. So let's talk about what happened on the tail end of the episode.
you see Kenny approaching Bananas and Derek, letting them know that he wants them in the boat with them. And that alliance is now locked down. They realize that if they're going to get the keys to go ahead and progress forward, they're going to have to lock down keys. So they're going to have to go on the offensive and start taking people out themselves. Well, with the three of them saying they're going to be in an alliance and we know at the end only four people fit in their boat, um, do you guys think that they're going to put a guy or a girl in that fourth spot? They already stated that, you know, they want to get as many of the girls out as possible. But in order to keep the numbers, they're going to need girls on their team. We know that Johnny and Kenny have an alliance with Paula, too, at this point. So, I mean, I would assume you think she's the fourth person they, at this moment. You, you think Paula's the, fir- the fourth person on their boat. Well, Kenny's hooking up with Johanna. Right. But, but another well, thing is... Well, whoever can make it the longest out of the two of them. Right. But also, it's about making the final. Remember, this final has eight people. So they're going to need some girl. They're going to want some girls to be on that other boat so they can beat them in the final. So it's that actually in the true. best interest. It's, yeah, it's definitely going to be in the best interest to make sure some girls make it. And most likely, put those girls on the other boat. I mean, I can see strong girls making it through. Johanna, unfortunately, is not a strong player. It's, that's just well known. Yeah. People like Evelyn, even Jen, they're known as stronger players. Even Rachel so. and Robin, too. I, oh, I feel like those Rachel. The, Rachel's a beast. Those are the four girls I would consider over half the guys, maybe. Other than that, I wouldn't take any other girl over any guy. Yeah. Honestly, I would go with Evelyn uh, just because of the way she's competitive. Like, just seeing her in the past few seasons, I see her getting more and more competitive. Otherwise, Rachel is definitely a go-to girl. All right. And so before the episode ends, we get one more, uh, one more glimpse of the hookup between Johanna and Kenny. And uh, Bananas decide to pass him a coconut with a condom in it. So I want one. That's such a cute so idea. classy. <laughs> the, the coconut condom? Yes. One oh, of y'all sent that to me when I get married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if one of y'all doesn't bring that to my wedding, this podcast is just over. A coconut oh, condom? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll leave that to the boys. They're they're the ones that'll <laughs> definitely think about that. <laughs> All right, Pastoris. That definitely wrap up the first episode of the island. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We're gonna bring over the rest of the season. And make sure you guys pay a lot of attention to our Twitter every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna be replaying every episode of the island. So make sure you guys check that out. Keep up with us and hopefully just enjoy the season. Now I think it's time we move on to the Golden Spoon Awards. Let's go ahead and cap the episode off with that. So our first two awards are the male and female popcorn muscles of the year. And the winners are Josh and Ashley. Yeah, that was a real good vote. Uh, Ashley was unanimous. She got 100% of the vote. And just so you guys know, this is how we broke it down. The fan vote counted for 25%. Fifth major sport counted for 25%. And every member of Love War Challenges got 12.5%, equaling 100%. And in the case of a tie, the fan vote was going to be the tiebreaker if it applied. But that wasn't a problem when it came to Ashley winning flop of the year. It was unanimous. Everybody voted for her. And Josh, he definitely won. He got 50% of the vote. Bananas came in second with 37.5, and and CT came in with 12.5. Damn. That's fucking awful. (laughs) Yeah. So next we had underdog of the year, and that went to Georgia. Yeah, she definitely deserved that. She killed it. 
When she came into the game, not a lot of people was expecting a lot out of her, which is why she got underdog of the year. But she proved everybody wrong and definitely could probably going to be one of the people from the UK we see the most in the future. Well, she even said the first episode like how she's not an athletic type of person. So for her to make it to the final, if they're saying that, I mean, she's the biggest underdog. She definitely proved her value and her worth and her heart. She she really put everything into this season. She definitely deserves this. Absolutely. Okay, and so the one that was voted worst moment of the season was JP calling out CT in the elimination. Yeah, most people really hated that. They won with a pretty big lead. Um, JP calling out CT, I, that may be the entitlement, just just screaming out. But it was definitely a moment nobody liked. The sheer fact that he had the audacity to do that, I just, I'm so mad at it. Yeah, Terrible. How fucking, how fucking dare he call out a legend like that? Well, Leave the legend lost. CT alone. CT's just got to make it to the end. They both lost. All right. Film of the year goes to my man, Bear. He won that one at a pretty large margin, so he definitely came out as the best villain so far. He he's a tool bag. Everyone. He's not a tool bag. He just annoyed everyone. He's a tool bag. I agree. He's a tool bag. I thought he was funny. I'm not saying that he he's wasn't TV funny. Gold. He's a funny tool bag. He is a tool bag, though. The he's same way gold. Kenny is funny, but he was a tool bag. It's the same thing. <laughs> I get along with those kinds of people, same so I don't care. And I'm not saying I don't love them dearly, but it doesn't change what they are, which is a bag of tools. Anyway, <laughs> I just want to be a tool with them, though. That's the whole Fact. point. You would. I wouldn't. Thirsty ass. Me Ooh. and Bear would have been yelling at people together. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the kind of personality I have. We would have been yelling loser at the top of our lungs together. Oh, my God. I would have duct taped it out. Even if I was from U.S., I would have been on the U.K. alliance. I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bear was the best in season. <laughs> All right. So, so for the best elimination performance, that award is going to go to Kyle and Theo. They won unanimously. Clearly. Clearly. Yes. I mean, Hall Brawl, come on. Hall Brawl is usually going to win no matter what season it's on. It's not even about the Hall Brawl. It's about how much heart and how much carnage it was. It was no. pure carnage. So the biggest bounce back award is going to Polly. Yeah, Paulie definitely deserves it. Um, even even though he made it to the final last season, he spent a lot of time in the Redemption House. This season, he came in, he kicked a lot of ass. Definitely the biggest bounce back. He deserves it. I mean, I, I didn't vote people wrong. I didn't vote for him. Yeah, neither did I. Sure you, sure well, I'm, I'm happy he won, though. Yeah, I mean, I thought all of them deserved it, but I thought Davon deserved it a little bit more. But yeah, I voted okay. for West, shockingly. Oh, my God, of course. And I was the only well, one, apparently, to vote for West. Yeah, I know. That's why I said I was about to say against the grain, as always. That's yeah. crazy. I was really shocked. I was like, really? And me, the only one to vote for Wes? I was like, damn. Well, I mean, I'm happy my man Paulie won. I mean, he deserves it. He killed it this season. I, I'm super proud of him because in the end, he did end up shutting up a lot of people who were saying that he's not a good competitor. So I'm glad Absolutely, he got absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the male and female rookie of the year. For the females, Winner is Georgia, and for the males, the winner is going to be Turbo. This was a real easy choice, and they both won unanimously. I don't even think we have to defend that. No. Yeah. I mean, it's the 
future baby daddy. Yay. (laughs) Yes, I'm still thirsty and no, I don't care. You're getting crickets. Next. You're getting the world's tiniest violin because I don't care. If a turbo is mentioned, I'm going to be thirst trapped all over the place. Just call me caddy number two. This is how fucked up y'all are. When last last episode, when you said world's smallest violin, I played the actual song from from where that saying comes from. No fans even noticed that. No, they did. There was They're somebody, so unappreciative. There were people who said, oh, my God, he is not playing violins right now. No, 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 that no. Me. No, I was playing the violin from the song that saying is from. Oh, well, I don't think anybody really knew that. But well, because the, the first saying, time I ever heard that was on SpongeBob. Well, well, the saying is from. You mean you know, to tell me it didn't come from SpongeBob? Oh my god! No, you never seen Reservoir Dogs? No. What the fuck is that? Quentin Tarantino's first movie? No. No. I've just heard Steve about Fushimi it. Steve Buscemi said it. Nope. What year did it come out? Long uh, in the 90s. Oh my god! Yo, y'all have, to, y'all have to see. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I wasn't yeah. born yet, so I'm not watching it. Are you kidding me? It is a cult classic. I've never actually watched it all the way through, but it's a really, really good movie from what, what I've heard. Okay, whatever. So whatever. it didn't come from SpongeBob, I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows age right there. Yeah, you guys are pushing 40. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. So listen. The original saying is from all the way back in like the 40s, like the 30s, 40s, or 50s, or whatever. And the original saying was, This is the world's smallest violin playing hearts and flowers. Because back when, before people started talking in movies, every time there was a sad moment in the movies, they would play that song, Hearts and Flowers. That's where the saying comes from. Okay. So when you, so when she said, Oh, the world's smallest violin, I played hearts and flowers behind it. Does wow. SpongeBob play the same tune? <laughs> oh my God! See, I, I, I noticed so that I put in way SpongeBob. too much work on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, does SpongeBob play the same tune? <laughs> it's like, but really, I really want to know about SpongeBob. Oh my God! Moving SpongeBob? on, moving on. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Okay, next we have the You Killed It Award, and that goes to Hunter's Revenge. Uh, yeah, so this is one of the few ones that came down to a tie. And it came down to a tie between Hunter's Revenge and Turbo helping people in the final. But the fans went with Hunter's Revenge, so that's who we're going with. The fans voted wrong. I feel like Turbo helping some people out was a better moment. I mean, when, when will you ever see someone helping someone else in a solo final? I mean, you, you see people getting revenge every other season. Like, come on. I mean, that's like something you've seen before. I mean, when was the last time you actually seen someone go out of their way to help other people in the final? I think you're 100% right. I think it was a great moment. I think it shows the character that Turbo has. I, th- I actually think you're 100% right. I think Turbo should have won this one. Thank you. I disagree. I disagree. So you voted against Turbo. How could you, Becky? I will, I will, I will tell I him. You got to be supportive um, co-parent like Antonio is to Trey. <laughs> wow. oh, Just man. because he's my baby daddy doesn't mean that I have to agree with him all the time. And in this case, your terrible I, wife. <laughs> by supporting him, by voting for him. Well, then you can be his baby daddy. <laughs> he can be your future baby daddy. 
as seeing it. But anyway, I think Hunter deserves it because it really kind of gave him that vindication that he was better than her. And just the the happiness on his face and just the overall just it, it was a great moment and it filled me with joy to see Ashley go home. So I mean everyone well, gets he could be happy baby. all he wants. He didn't get no check. So I think that Hunter uh, Hunter didn't deserve to win. I think it should have been Turbo's moment. But whatever. I roll. Next I... award. Next award. All right. So the Big Mouth Award is going to Devon, and I believe she deserves every bit of it. Absolutely. She does have the biggest mouth on the challenge. Uh, Her commentary was amazing. Yeah, but not not as much as Kara or or Ninja. (laughs) I mean, if you go by biggest mouth, I mean, clearly Georgia had the biggest mouth by helping her win elimination. Yes, but this is for commentary. I was like, it's commentary. I mean, yeah, Georgia she had, had some... I mean, she had great commentary. I'm I mean, not going to lie. Georgia was, was great. Good. Devon was good, too. I think Georgia had the better edge. I think Georgia explained more, but I think Devon was funnier. I would agree. I just think Georgia's accent made it better for me. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, Georgia's accent isn't winning over any followers. That cocky accent is, is, is not the sexy <laughs> British accent that most people are I talking about. I actually like it. Well, you're a weirdo, so. <laughs> his New York accent. So his, her Cockney and his New York accent, they get along great. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Davon killed it. I, her commentary was hilarious. She was very gifable, very quotable. She definitely deserves this award. So the next award is going to be the Not Here for the Right Reason Award. This is going to go to the most thirstiest for airtime. And the winner of this award is going to be Amanda. Winning fifty percent of the award, Bill came in second, and Zach came in third. I think I was on the board for Zach. Yeah, that sounds about right. Amanda definitely wins this award. She definitely has a reputation for doing the absolute most to get airtime. This season was no different. Um, not surprisingly, she didn't last that long to really make that big of an impact, except for maybe on Zach and Jenna's relationship. Ooh. But I think they're gonna be okay. Drop that I- bomb. I mean, I'm shocked that Bear didn't win this because that man was so thirsty for every attention thing that he got. And he was just, yeah, but he, he was, was there so to win. Exactly. Yeah, but he was more effective with it. He wasn't world, doing it just the to be word annoying. Is called not here for the right reason. So, how about He's the person thirsty. that was, how about the person that literally didn't want to be there, Zach? Get him a gallon of water because Bear is thirsty. That man always wants the camera on him. That was a lame joke. I mean, I don't he's care. just the born for the camera. That's, that's the difference. Lame. Next award. The Casper Award, you know, Casper the Ghost. It uh, goes to the person named Shane. I don't know who this person is. But, I mean, she won it, so congrats to her, I guess. Yeah, uh, the challenge guy's definitely done a dirty. But I think a lot of it is on her. I just think she didn't do enough. She didn't do enough things that were memorable enough to, to make the show. But yeah, no, Shailene, I feel kind of bad for her. But at the same time, I really wasn't interested in seeing any more from her anyway. So, bye. That's a fact. All right. So for the next award for Female Challenger of the Year and Female Roommate of the Year, the award is going to go to Cora Maria. 
she was the face of the show. Um, all the important storylines revolved around her mostly. Um, they showed so much Cara that apparently everybody's gotten fucking sick of her. For Female Challenger of the Year, she won handedly, got 75% of the vote with Georgia getting 25. Roommate of the Year came a little bit closer. Um, that actually ended up in a tie with Cara and Georgia, both at 37.5%. They won with 25% for Roommate of the Year. But the fan vote breaks the tie, so Cara wins uh, Roommate of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Fucking I'm not wow. really surprised. I'm not really surprised. Cara really is very polarizing. And like you said, she got tons of airtime. People really might have just been like, just get her off the screen already. Not saying it's me, but I know other people have said it. Facts. But anyway, so the male roommate of the year, and of course also the male challenger of the year, is my future baby daddy, Turbo. He killed it this season. He showed everyone how it's done, and everybody should be terrified if he comes back. I'm actually surprised that it wasn't unanimous on uh, both sides. Turbo is one of the few few instances where you got an overall just good guy who played the game straight, didn't make needless alliances, who was kind and funny, and even through his broken English, really transcended the whole entire challenge. He definitely represents the best part of the challenge. And, you know, it's nice to see the good guys win it every once in a while. He is lion. Forget okay. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of scripts. <laughs> yes. Stuff, so I can see now. <laughs> hey, at least it's not going to be just me. Fox. You're going to put crickets over yeah. everything I say, you bastard. Y'all wow. are both flops. A Turbo had the most awards, with three. He had Male Challenger, Male Roommate, and Rookie of the Year. It's hard most. to hate on him. I mean, he could have had four, you know, if someone, you know, voted for his... uh. You know, you killed it award, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty close this season. But, you know, I mean, not competition-wise. But that's why I'm really glad we brought the fifth major sport in. They were they was able to help us really hammer this out to make it as fair as possible. And, you know, big big thanks to them. Big thanks to Nicole at I Stand Who I Want To for coming through with the graphics. We definitely appreciate it. You did a great job. Thank you very much. You've always been a good, a, a good friend to Love War Challenges. And a big thank you to all of the fans out there um, who went who went to the website and cast their votes. Uh, hundreds upon hundreds of y'all. We definitely appreciate it. We really hope there's something for you guys to enjoy. All right. So before we get out of here, I do have one thing to say. Last episode, we were talking about Leroy and Cam. Um, yes. I do my best to make sure we always have a good argument. There's, there's some times where all four of us land on the same side of things. And at that point, I usually take it upon myself to argue the other point. Um, so last week with Cam, some people didn't like it. You know, some, some, some Cam people came for me. Uh, I let them know where I stood with that. And I just wanted to give a heartfelt apology to Cam and any of her fans, stands, or casuals who was affected by the things I said. <laughs> Yo, why are you apologizing <laughs> you're, you're admitting that you're a fraud. No, I didn't say I was a fraud. Why I said like you lied on the first episode and no, triggered people. Fuck that shit. No, I argue points even if I don't necessarily, you know, believe in them. Is this it's, debate no. team? Wait, I, I'm very good on debate, and I was on the debate team for a lot Wait. of years. Why are we apologizing for what we said about Cam and Leroy? The only reason why I'm no, I'm apologizing for me from I what I said. 
because I said I would apologize. That's the only reason well, I'm apologizing. I was there. I have screenshots. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not taking what I said back. I'm saying I apologize if I offended anybody by the things I said. That no, is this whole podcast offends no. everybody anyway. Who cares? Oh, fuck that. You well, good. go into they your can send corner. it to suggestions at lovewarchallenges.com. <laughs> Yo, that's a fact. Wait, is, that, is that a real email? That is a real email. Yes, Please send <laughs> any suggestions on how we can be better and how we can stick <laughs> more at suggestions at lovewarchallenges.com. And it's not guaranteed we'll read it. Oh, so no, no, no. We'll no, read no, it trust on me. the air. I will read that shit. And you we'll drag it. you on the air. Exactly. <laughs> and if you want... Send it in as your voice, and it may even get played on air. So tell us how you really feel. I want to hear that shit. And honestly, Um, Malik, I got to give you props for being for for being a man of your word because I do remember you posting that you were going to apologize for any hurt feelings, and uh, you're you're a good man. And honestly, Antonio, you're a dick (laughs) because. Malik is being an adult here. No. You apparently just have something stuck up your ass. You just well, gotta always be argumentative. I'm still 20, so I'm not an illegal adult yet. All right, and these few more moms. I'm just, I'm just saying. As we're going into the island, is there anything we need to get off our chest? The fact that we are doing the season that everybody is quote unquote saying is bananas' worst season. It definitely is, and that we have absolutely no problem calling out. Our faves, whether that uh, be Kara, Holly, whoever we stand, and Bananas, obviously. Well, B- Bananas is really the only stand here. Vero has a personal account, but her stand account is really her personal account. I, really really stand I was talking about actual Bananas. Shirt. Yeah, I, you you know what it is? Well, I, I think we can consider Bananas a stand. Um, Vero, you you have a stand account name. That's about it. I I'm not. Because you know why? I literally just made it because my friends on my personal account were saying that my challenge tweets were annoying. So I yeah, made no. like this quote unquote stan account, but then all of my stan friends follow my personal account. So it's like the whole account is for nothing. <laughs> that's that's how most people get down. They like um, to they like to know what I'm doing in real life, apparently, more than just my thoughts on the challenge. So I mean, Nobody. I don't consider myself a full on stan. Are you fucking you are kidding a stan. me? Fuck out of here. You stan. Exactly. Listen, listen. Your account is M- is bananas old uh, MTV tag. So uh, your profile picture is bananas, and Go your fuck- name is MTV Malik. Right, but is my picture? Who's he standing? There? Yeah, I'm not standing anybody. He's standing himself. <laughs> Yo, facts, facts. I stand myself at least once before I go to bed every night. Oh my god! <laughs> Dirty ass. I mean. I don't think I'm a stan. I guess I am because my 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 profile picture was Kara. Now it's currently me, but I'll probably switch it back to Kara. Right, but you also don't have a stand name. You also talk about stuff more than just your your account is not made for the sole purpose of promoting your faith. That's true. You okay. know what? You know what? This is a good question. What exactly are the prerequisites for being a stan? I would love to hear you guys' opinion. Fighting online. But if we're a stand, if we're Everybody not stands, we're casuals then. And I don't want to be a casual. Why does anyone someone calls me a mutual? That's, well, that means we follow each other. We should all be considered a fan of the show and move on with our lives. 
Oh, I think you just said it best. That's one thing that I think a lot of people miss. We all have our faves. We all have people we like, people we dislike. But a lot of people don't realize we all love this show. We are all passionate about this show. We all have significant others saying, hey, you're really fucking obsessed about this show. We all have that in common. So let's be less divisive. Like, let's, let's your be lady a, tells you that too? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming anybody who's on Twitter arguing about this shit has a significant other saying that, or they don't have a significant other because they're sad as fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. We can all be a bit less divisive, more respectful, and just remember, we all love the same thing. All right, Bananas, close us out. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Also, remember, we are now available on iHeartRadio and all your favorite podcast apps. Woo-hoo! Have a great day, posters. Peace. What up? 20 weeks. Come on. 20 weeks? You really can do it for 20 weeks. Well, yeah. Yeah, we've been doing this for four months. Wow. Wow.